gentlemen welcome back to another brand new episode of the epl boys your home to everything english premier league soccer and a little bit more my name is matt as always joined by my best friend through the internet jd we have survived the weekend the weekend has come the weekend is past gerhard struber is still the coach of the new york red bull somehow some way i i don't know how but we have made it here. We have made it to Monday, Tuesday, as you are listening to us. But, J.D., we survived the weekend. How was it? Did you do anything exciting? Did you have any fun? Yeah, uh, my weekend was a, a mixed bag. It was interesting. It was pretty rainy all weekend. Um, but that I didn't really have anything planned. Like, I wasn't playing golf or anything. So that didn't come, really come into play. Uh, my parents were away, which I'm still living with my parents because I'm in the process of buying a house and that leads into the next thing i went to see a couple of houses on friday evening and um if you're ever trying to buy a house you know around around this time it's really fucking hard because i'll see a house the day it goes live on on a friday and i find out saturday afternoon that offers need to be submitted by that evening and selling agent didn't tell my agent and now i'm shit out of luck because i'm not prepared to scramble in an hour and a half to get an offer together so it's kind of bullshit but the search continues <laughs> but that was pretty much my weekend i went to see some friends saturday night um but other than that it was mostly just hanging out with my girlfriend uh my parents were away so i was taking care of my dog and um yeah i mean so far monday uh boring day at work went by but I'm just stoked for this coming weekend, Matt, because I get to see your face. Yes, you do. I get to see your body just implode from grease. That will happen. I don't know what JD thinks I'm eating in the 48 hours I'm seeing him. I'm going to be so clean cut to my diet, he's going to hate it. You know what? No. Hold on. You're coming to me. You should adapt to my diet. I hope you're ready that's, for- That's not how this works, Matt. I'm I hope guest. you. I hope you are ready for the blandest chicken- <laughs> the most steamed broccoli and the most flavorous, the flavorless rice of your entire life, because you're going to have it seven times while being at my house. Okay. We are trying Matt. to get gains. Okay. We are trying how to keep much these you, summer. You need to, I, I, I was going to ask how much of this do you have, but I know you have none of it. So go to the store, get a big thing of table salt and a bottle of Frank's red hot. Hold because on, that's hold, what I'm going to need. For, if you're making bland chicken and rice, I'm going to need that. Maybe some on, butter, on, too. Hold on. Hold on. One, we have butter. Two, <laughs> do you, what household in America doesn't have salt? Like, I, I just could, I could see that being a no, weird thing no, that you no, just don't no, have. No, no, no. I, being the very picky, clean eater I am, my wife enjoys flavor and enjoys, like, the nice, like, qualities of food. I've just grown up just naturally like nah we're trying to get these summer bods year round son six packs <laughs> for life um no it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a great time i think there's a soccer game this weekend i can't i, I can't Matt, for the life of all me, i'm remember. saying is i can bring you a philly union shirt and you I, can sit in the india way supporter section with me i i will i will meet you in the parking lot that's <laughs> that's gonna be my go-to that's my go-to motto at every red bull game at this point like 
that can be construed different ways. I'm going to meet you in the parking lot, and I'm going to say it in the most sexual tone humanly possible. Like, <laughs> Are you just going to hang out in the parking lot the whole I time? Haven't, I haven't decided yet. I don't know what my game plan is. I keep it loose. I go, I go, <laughs> I have some fun. I see the people I love. Maybe I go inside for three minutes. Maybe I, I was gonna say, out. have I say, have you guys been going in for the first? We have done one pro. We well, we've only had one home game since. Oh, Ola. this will be the second. Okay. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So um yeah um more news on that whenever that happens um <laughs> yeah but uh no my weekend was dope uh, I got tattooed for the first time in four and a half like five years and i'm super glad like the second it started i was like oh okay cool i recognize this this is not going to be a problem because my biggest worry was i'm gonna forget what i like i'll just completely my mind my body will have forgotten what type of pain you have to deal with when getting tattooed and my body was like nah dude you're fine and i was like oh thank god i had to get waken up twice because uh your boy oh, you had to be under for the for the tattoo no 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 i fell asleep because i was way too fucking comfortable <laughs> <laughs> wait um, hold on is that is that what happens when you just have a bunch of tattoos you're so used to it that you can just fall asleep to well get i think a tattoo? it's well i think it's any i think even if even like because most people think it's painful i thought i i don't have so, i just i assumed uh let me things that are worse like during the tattoo process things that are worse the position you have to lie in for like three hours in a row, not fun. Like, cause when you get to hour between hours two and three, your body naturally is just like, I'm fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you, and this is just me. And I tell every tattoo artist, and this was when I got a bunch of tattoos in the past. And now I'm, I'm planning on getting a lot of tattoos in the upcoming future. I tell all of my tattoo artists, do not tell me when we're almost done. That is it's the mental fucking that does to me is it destroys everything in my head because when you say i'm almost done now my whole body's like i want to move let's go i want out and then like the tattoo starts hurting for no reason whatsoever it's like ow you're feeling all of this now because you know it's almost over i just tell tattoo artists don't even tell me when you're done just start cleaning up like literally just start spraying me down wipe down what you got to wipe down just tell me i'm done i don't i telling someone that you're almost done with getting tattoo is the single most annoying thing to me like tattoo my rib cage all fucking day before you tell me uh, yeah we're almost done like <laughs> i mean it, isn't isn't anesthesia like a thing with tattoos so is it is it not? So, I, I I have no idea. So I just assumed it would be. When I first start when I first started getting tattoos, um, the numbing cream that's out there now was like this like thing that like eh some people use it some people don't. They have hundreds out there now, but the key thing here is is certain ones do different things. The top-of-the-line ones made by actual tattoo companies used by actual tattoo artists are extremely expensive, but they do the job. They numb the pain a little bit. They don't take it all away, but they numb the pain a little bit, and it's easy to wash off. 
Then there are these ones made by these generic companies that just know the formula, mass produce it, and sell it on Amazon. The issue with those is those have to be like completely rinsed off your body because otherwise the tattoo won't get into the parts of the skin it needs to get into. So it's like you could be spending all that money and spending all that time to having a numbing cream fuck up the way your tattoo looks. And I, like, I was I was more talking about like knockout gas, like for mm, like surgery, like that kind of no, anesthesia. Is that a, no, that's not a thing? Not a thing at all. Tattoo artists are not allowed to tattoo people who are under. Um, that uh, is okay. that's 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 that's, that's, that's yeah. more what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, I made the joke, I fell asleep a few times, the tattoo artist has to wake you up, because the tattoo gotcha. artist needs to know you're okay, because if you pass out, we gotta call an ambulance. It's not like, I will, I fell asleep twice strictly because my face, like, I was in a sleeping position while getting tattooed, so naturally my body's like, okay, I guess you might as well just close your eyes now, like. Well, you also don't get enough sleep, Matt. You're waking up at, like, 5 a.m., I, no. I I don't know how you do that. I think you can't be, be getting enough sleep. I do. I'm I get seven hours. Like, I I I go to bed at like nine thirty and I wake up at like four thirty five o'clock. What do you Ugh. want me to do? Yeah, you're I, an old man. You're missing yeah, out on you're missing out on the the peak moments of your life from um, nine thirty to midnight. Yeah, night. I yeah, it's I, I I'm missing nothing and I'm very much okay with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That's that's what I did this weekend. Um, the Devils play Game Seven tonight against the Rangers. And I heard they I heard they played well. Wish they played well the last time we recorded, and then oh, on Saturday, and, and then on Saturday when they could have put the series away, they played like dog shit. That's so I don't follow hockey. I, I follow your reaction. Um, I have so much emotional, mental, and physical, like, well-being into tonight's f 11 men, was it, 12 men and a puck is going to decide if I'm going to be happy for the next two weeks. I just want to just put that in the universe. Like, Great. It's, it's not like you're having any, you know, fun, important guests coming over this weekend. I, dude, if the Devils don't win, you are going to walk into just a dark house, no lights allowed, we don't eat, we barely drink. We just sit in darkness, okay, and we wait until the hockey season starts. Matt, okay, I'm gonna it. walk into your house with like probably two thirty racks of Natty Light and a bag of sheets. Just so right. you know. Okay, sheets might make me feel better. I'm just, gonna, just <laughs> what gonna... the, the the Natty Light won't though. I have water in the fridge, dude. But that water <laughs> doesn't make you happy. Oh, that's. I just drink like I've. And it's funny, we've had this, I've had this conversation with some of the people I tailgate with. I understand the light beer drinkers, the, I can drink 12 of these and just get a nice buzz. But then the craft beer drinkers also have a point. I don't need 12 of them to get a buzz. I just need one of them to get a buzz. And I'm just like, I understand that. I think everyone is a valid point. But like, if you're drinking at home. Don't you just want one to get you there? I feel like having multiple at home is like, I don't know. I, I would feel like that's too much liquid in my gut. That's just me. Like, how yeah. how off, how much time between your last drink and bed is it for you? Like, I mean, that always depends. The thing is, like, no matter what, I always, if I, if I, if I drink in a night, I, oh, well, actually any night, but especially if I was drinking always 
full bottle of water just slammed right yeah, before bed. Absolutely. Just uh, just an entire bottle just in one go See, right before bed. I don't Nightcap. know why. I don't know why. I can fall asleep five seconds no matter where my head gets put down. I cannot fall asleep if my body is full of, like, liquid. Like, so before bed, like, people drink a whole glass of water. I can't do that. For some odd reason. I, I can have, have to. I can have a sip or two. Like, w- drinking or not drinking. I can have a sip or two. But I cannot go to bed with my stomach feeling full of liquid because I just feel see I literally get seasick. I get nauseous. Like even tonight, like at home, I'm gonna have a beer or two. I'm gonna watch the game. If I have like a full glass of water before I go to bed tonight, I'm gonna feel like like the whole room is shaking on me. I don't know if like there's a Take doctor. Some Dramamine. Oh, I hate Dramamine. I hate. Oh, it. Dramamine's great. Any but, kind of motion sickness, going to... I'm, I'm finally going to go to um, uh, Hershey Park again this summer. I haven't been there since, like, 2017. Have you ever been there? I've driven by it. Okay, well, it's probably the best theme park on the in the Northeast, at least. Yeah, um, uh, Jackson, don't, New Jersey... Do not tell me fucking Six Flags in New Jersey J- is better. Jackson, Shut the fuck up. Jackson, New Jersey has officially Shut entered the, the, chat, entered the chat violently. Six Flags is awful. I've been to Six Flags, New Jersey, and it fucking sucks. I'm not going to lie. I I can't even remember the last time I've even been in the zip code of an amusement park. I just don't do rides. I don't... Well, so I I always did roller coasters. I loved them. But when I was at... When I rode a bunch of roller coasters in the summer... I think it was 27. Yeah, it was the summer I graduated college. um, I got really, like, motion sick afterwards, like, that night. So I know, like, first thing I'm doing when I go... I mean, but we're we're going on different tangents. Let's yeah. get into this. Uh, yeah, we could just spend probably like thirty minutes talking about life and uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, JD and I are going to be in the same place this weekend. So uh, maybe we'll absolutely. do that. Maybe we'll do a special episode where we just talk about life. Yeah, in uh, person. Uh, it's. I'm gonna put on the like the dimmest light feature in my house. I'm gonna light the <laughs> heaviest cigar I have, and we're just gonna talk life. We're going to go live on Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's going to be fucking terrible. Um, yeah, let's let's get into this weekend. So the Premier League table is starting to shape up pretty definite on both the top and bottom sides of the table. Certain teams have begun to make their escape from the relegation battle as certain teams have officially fallen out from the top four race with others trying to get in. So it's... A lot of interesting stuff's happening. So let's talk about some teams uh, in the middle but closer to the bottom. Let's start on Saturday. Crystal Palace 4, West Ham 3. This would be the most exciting game of the weekend, but someone had to go ruin it. <laughs> this game was Paul, fun. T- Paul Tierney ruined it. This It's, it's, not, it's not a team. Paul, yeah. Paul Tierney made this game not the most exciting. This game, Crystal Palace versus West Ham, was fun. It was just absolutely fun. Uh, if you're a West Ham fan, you're a little heartbroken because I think y- you guys really absolutely balled out. But overall, every it, this game had a little bit of everything, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, really exciting back and forth. But I, I, I feel for West Ham because they fought every step of the way, but they just... Their defensive errors and their just lack of ability to stop deep runs killed West Ham in this game. I mean, Jordan Ayew, Zaha, 
and as a all getting on the goal sheet only proves that what Crystal Palace were allowed to run free. And JD, uh, I, I I can't give Roy Hodgins enough credit. Uh, my guy just keeps finding ways to win. He really just keeps finding ways to win. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, when when the, the officiating is so poor that they allow that penalty, yeah, everything's going for you in that sense. I think West Ham were really hard done. I, I That is one of the softest penalties I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I just... I, I And I hate, I hate when the goddamn English com- commentators just agree with everything the refs say. No matter what, and I, you could you could hear it in their voice. They're they're disagreeing, but they have to because you know NBC or Sky Sports or whoever is they're telling them you need to just agree with the with the referees here. It's I, I just in no way is that enough contact to make Eze go down. I love Eze, but like I, he's already going. Yeah, down. It, no. it, it 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 just pisses me off. That changes the game and. I mean, West Ham get one back, but it, it's it, it that just flipped it on its head, and I I, I feel for West Ham here. Yeah. On the, in the same way, Palace played well. Don't get me wrong, but when a decision like that literally decides the outcome, no, it's I, tough. It, it, it's, it's, tough. it's annoying. No, it it is tough, and it really like with this Crystal Palace when they hit the magic number of forty which, you know, in past years is the official safety threshold. So Chelsea are not there yet. (laughs) Yeah, realistically, Crystal Palace have officially hit the safety point of the season. West Ham at 34 points. It is discouraging. It is tough. And coming up, they do have Man City, who are literally on a title push. And I actually feel very bad for West Ham because not only do they have, like, West Ham low-key have a terrible... I mean, an absolute terrible run of games to finish up the season. Away, uh, away to City, home to Un- home to United. They have the two Europa Conference League games, which I'm not. I, I actually like. Realistically, it's going to sound really shitty to say out loud. They got to throw those games. They actually might have to throw those games because then they have Brentford away. Leeds at home. Leeds who will be fighting relegation, so that's not an easy game. Leicester away, another team that's fighting relegation. West Ham might have the hardest schedule left in the Premier League. Like, they actually, like... West Ham might, JD, and I get that this is going to be really shitty to say out loud. West Ham might not get another point for the rest of the season. And you really look at the table, and you think to yourself, is 34 points going to be, like, safe? And I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think 34 is not where you want to be with their schedule. Uh, I, don't, I don't even, like, it's funny. In in, in a most in, in the last decade, I think it was I think it was Ranieri with Leicester, the, the first season, the season before they won. I think he was the one that kind of coined the 40-point, you know, safety yeah. mark. I, I think I remember that. It might have been before him, but that was the first time I really heard it. I really don't see that being as safe. Because, yes, like, Palace are on 40, but... Look at the relegation zone. Nottingham Forest at 18th in the in the relegation zone are on 30 with what four yeah. games left. So yeah. I, I yeah. But my it, my my only thing though is is with four games left, do you really think Nottingham Forest is going to pull off four wins? Fuck. Do you think Nottingham probably Forest probably not? Gonna, but they yeah, have the opportunity they to. Have, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yes, of course they have the opportunity to. But realistically, like you use Nottingham Forest, you use a Leeds United. I think they'd be lucky if they got two draws before the end of the season. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. But like Leicester City too. I mean, look at that. 16th, 17th, and 18th all on 30 points. It's everyone of like West Ham fans have to be feeling so uncomfortable right now because I and they do have a game in hand. They do have yes, a game in hand. They least. do have yes, they do have a game I in hand. But that. this is my only thing with West Ham. You are in a position where at least you are where you are as we talk. You have the benefit of there are being five teams, six teams worse than you right now. Like I don't think Southampton get another point for the rest of the season. I don't know if Everton get a point for the rest of the season, even though they got a draw today. It's it's crazy. It, it, it is absolutely crazy. But let's move on. Brentford 2, Nottingham Forest 1. Um, everything was going absolutely fucking phenomenal for Nottingham Forest. They picked up a late goal from Daniello in the 45th minute right before halftime. This is exactly what Nottingham Forest drew up. They drew up playing really, really aggressive front-attacking football. They were pressing the shit out of Brentford. They were uh, they were making them uncomfortable. And then it absolutely all fell apart. Goals from Ivan Tony in the 82nd minute and De Silva in the 94th minute. JD, Nottingham Forest literally saw safety in their eyes, and then they blinked. They literally blinked because literally Brentford stole it away from them. And these could be the three most important points, important points dropped. Nottingham Forest are going to have all year. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I Nottingham Forest played such a good game for them in the situation, but this is what Brentford could do. I mean, Ivan Tony, we talk about James Ward Prowse for Southampton and how deadly he is at free kicks. Look at Ivan Tony. That man can score a penalty like no one else he can score open from open play like no one else and god damn it he can score a fucking free kick it's it's insane i and i know i i think if you look at that free kick goal it's interesting because i think it was um i think it was kuyate who moved out of the way but the wall broke and tony i i don't think it was intentional but he just slipped it through where that the guy in the wall in the end broke and then it goes in off navas but i it's it's an incredible free kick goal as they usually are. And then Josh De Silva's goal was just, I, I don't know how, I don't know why he shot that because he had like a 0.01% chance of getting it in there at the, at the near post. But that's, this is what Brentford do. They just get big results when they need them. And what a blow to Nottingham Forest. I mean, they, they're in 18th and they have a lot of work to do with four games left. It, it's, and it's really, really incredible. And then, you know, it's not all negative. We're talking about Brentford. They sit ninth. They're on 50 points right now. That is incredible for this Brentford side. Finishing top 10 would be one of the stories of the season people would need to talk about. This next game was absolutely completely one-sided. Brighton 6, Wolves nothing. Brighton had demons and they fought every last one of them and took everything out on this Wolves side. Everyone... Getting braces in this game. Um, uh, und- oh my God, und- Undav, Undav. See, Gross. I was gonna, I was gonna maybe use this yeah. as pronounce that yeah. name, but it's not that hard. Yeah, un- Undav, Undav, Gross, and um, Danny Welbeck all getting braces in this game. This game was over well before halftime. And JD, it's, it's. This is what Brentford are capable of. They really, really are. And for Brighton, Wolves, Brighton. yeah, Brighton, Brighton, 
Bright, this is what Brighton are capable of. And for Wolves, Wolves look terrible. I mean, this yeah, might be this, this was this yeah. was this was the worst I've ever seen this Wolves team play. Period. Like period. Like ever. Like Wolves have never been beaten up this bad, at least in front of my eyes. Yeah, Brighton were clinical. Wolves were shit. Like I that that's that's how I'm just going off of this game. Like I don't get me wrong. Brighton were very good. They were clinical. Wolves created all their own problems, and I just defensively, it was incredible to watch a team like that break down the way they did. Yeah. No, it's. And they're they're not safe. Yeah. Because no, yeah. if if Leicester and West Ham and if Leicester and West Ham decide to kick it up, uh, Leeds, I don't know, Nottingham Forest, maybe I if two of those teams or three of those teams start to kick it up towards the end of the season, Wolves continue to play like they did on saturday i they're not safe in any way yeah it's it, it's a harsh reality like wolves this is another team that's been a staple in the prem for a very long time like dude if they have the end of season free fall they're capable of if they look like this for the rest of the year wolves have every opportunity to go back down to the championship it's it's a scary time Let's move on. Uh, we're on to Sunday now. Uh, Man City 2, Fulham 1. Uh, a couple storylines. Um, Erling Holland getting on the goal sheet again. Uh, broke a few records, tied a few things. Who who really cares? Cool. Um, Rashford's still in yeah. for player of the season. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, Valador. Yeah. I, please stop looking over the greatest thing to ever happen to the game of football of Marcus Rashford. This Erling Holland guy is just a small little, like, dot on the big scale that is marcus rashford um if you forgot that hey man city got another striker recently for a dirt cheap uh julian alvarez uh absolutely putting in an absolute banger from distance um the really disappointing thing on fulham side yes they did lose um tim ream and andres Pereira both um, what it looks like to be season-ending injuries, and for Fulham, that's 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 tough. Now, I think Fulham are safe. Fulham are in tenth on forty-five points. They have exactly a zero goal differential, which I actually think is cool. When do you when do you ever just see a zero goal differential? For Fulham, I think this is kind of this is it for you in the season. Like you you you've you have I think over exceeded your expectations. There are people who have who thought that you have the possibility of going down you 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 very much kept it aggressive and average get your team back to 100 percent in the offseason bring in a few more little random diamonds in the rough challenge next year i think fulham have every opportunity next year to challenge they have five games left i'd be surprised if like if they didn't pick up a point here or a point there but for man city this is pretty self-explanatory this is a team on a title charge. They've officially taken over the number one spot in the Premier League table. And with still a game in hand and 14 better goal differential to Arsenal, it's officially Man City's to lose. Yeah, it's it's more that it's it's not Man City's to lose. It's just Man City's. I, They're going to win out. I, Arsenal, I, you tried, you failed miserably, and good luck next season. That's all I have to say. You gotta love it. Yeah, you 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 gotta love that 
it's official now. Like it, it's official. Arsenal have officially bottled the league now. Yes, they have. They have. Like yes, they're still games, but I would be. They don't matter. Yeah, it, it's Man City might have one of the more easier runs to finish up the Premier League season, and it actually is quite crazy. Next one: Newcastle three, Southampton one. This game was a bit uncomfortable for Newcastle at one point. Uh, Southampton went into the half up one nothing, but then brought on Callum Wilson at halftime or around halftime, and he gets on the goal sheet twice. And he was—I wouldn't say a contributing factor, but he was at least on the field when Theo Walcott got uh, the own goal scored against him. Just unlucky, bad, wrong place, wrong time. Newcastle. This was a very impressive comeback win. Because for Newcastle, Southampton played this game very smart and very well. But Newcastle proved that they are not an easy team to beat, especially at home. Really resilient. Good comeback victory. Overall, I really don't have too much to say. Southampton, bottom of the table. Again, I'd be hard-pressed to see them get even a few points before the end of the season. But for this Newcastle side, you are staying in the race for that number three spot. Because remember, there is a difference between the third and fourth spot in the Champions League for the Champions League spots. Third auto-qualifies you. Fourth, you have to play a qualifier to get into the qualification for Champions League. Which should be simple, but yeah. Yeah, but it... Hey, every every single dog has his day, and anybody can beat anyone in 90 minutes. So, if Newcastle get third, absolutely astonishing, but we'll talk about it after the Manchester United game, about the little bit of the gap that's starting to form at the top part of the table. But, JD, Newcastle, 3-1 victors, really good performance. Yeah, this is what, this is what you want to see from a team like Newcastle that is relatively new to success in in the current era um i it's when you when you go down one nil to the team in 20th place it's never good but do you do you have the resilience to get back into that game and that's what i like to see from newcastle how they can comfortably get back in and it's it's it was a game of two halves nothing really happened in the first half until armstrong scores and Newcastle, they take that break, that halftime break, and they come out and just control the game. So that's what you want to see from a team going for third, you know, second, third place. And yeah, it, it puts the pressure back on Manchester United. They they do have a game in hand, but they're two points behind. And I'm not saying that Liverpool's you know gonna get a top four spot, but they're yeah. they're breathing, yeah. they're breathing down the neck. So we're going to get to those storylines as they come. But yeah, really, really, it's impressive from Newcastle. But let's move on to the next game. A bottom of the table clash. Bournemouth four leads one. Bournemouth now get on 39 points with this victory. This was massive. Bournemouth absolutely played maybe their best 90 minutes of the entire season. Lerma had a phenomenal game, back-to-back goals in the 20 and 24th minute. He was an absolute offensive unit in this game that Leeds did not have an answer for. Patrick Bamford, Patrick Bamford getting a consolation goal. But, J.D., it's been the same storyline as it's been all year and now the past two years. Leeds' defense is just non-existent. Like, they don't have defending. Like, Tyler Adams going out with the injury has been such an absolute... Uh, such an absolute just anchor on the rest of that squad to pick up the like pick up the pace defensively and no one else is doing it. Leads are in the mud. Leads are safe 
if the season ended today, but let me tell you this, they are minus 12 goal differential or plus 12 goal differential better than Nottingham Forest. If Nottingham Forest found a way to get all three points, we would be talking about Leeds United being in the drop zone right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, Leeds were very poor as they've been the last number of weeks. And Burnmouth, I, I just, if you told me after the first couple of weeks of the season, if you told me Burnmouth was going to comfortably end the season mid-table, I would have slapped you in the face. Because I, I maybe it took sacking Scott Parker after the Liverpool 9-0 loss. I Maybe that was the difference. But it, it's incredible what this team has been able to come back and do. Talk about a player that has just exploded after doing nothing the last couple seasons. Dominic Solanke. Yeah. This man has quietly scored a number of goals this season. A number of important goals. And honestly, I, I as a Liverpool fan, I still feel very comfortable that we were able to sell him for 20 million pounds. Uh, to Burnmouth, when was that? Like 2017 or 2018, I think. It was a, it was actually a stupid amount then. I don't know why Burnmouth paid that amount. It's kind of coming you know, back to be a good value, in my opinion. So yeah. I think everybody can sit happy. Yeah, because honestly, in today's market, I think they could even sell him now for like thirty. They could sell him for yeah, thirty, probably. and like he's not like, old. He's yeah. not old. I mean, Liverpool, he was like twenty-one or yeah. twenty-two when Liverpool sold him. So yeah. I, it's only been a couple of seasons. Next match uh, talks about two teams fighting for those top four spots. Manchester United won, Aston Villa nothing. Uh, the only goal being scored off of a rebound, uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, scoring Lame. off of a defected goal. A deflected goal. A defective goal. A deflected goal. Uh, really, there there were no storylines from this. Uh, I was a little disappointed with Aston Villa. Um, I'll be very clear. I came into this game extremely nervous as a Man United fan. Aston Villa was one of the more in-four teams in the Premier League. And the game just seemed way too comfortable. Man United had a, had a good chunk of the ball, and they had the ball in good areas. It's good to see guys like Jaden Sancho um, really starting to flex like why we brought them in. They were very aggressive, very, very going forward. Um, it, again, it was just overall, it was a solid performance for Manchester United. I, I really can't advertise much more than that. It was just solid. Like, there were a few good standouts. I'm glad to see Bruno getting on the goal sheet. JD, there's only one storyline I want to talk about. How dare the rest of the Premier League do this? How dare, how dare you? This is a mic close to the mouth moment. How the fuck is David De Gea currently two clean sheets ahead of everyone else for the Golden Glove? How'd you how'd y'all do that? What why y'all? Because we we want we want you guys to sign him to a new long term extension. Like we don't we don't want United to turn a new leaf next season and buy the important position players they need. We're, we're allowing this to happen. Every other team. There's 19 other teams that say, let De Gea win the Golden Glove. Like, in a league... And, 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 and here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Harry Maguire will be part of the defense that allowed David De Gea... I, I just want to be... Very, no, you know what? This this is... I'm glad you brought up Harry Maguire. This is a prime example of Eric Ten Hag straight don't give a fuck. I actually looked up times Harry Maguire has been a healthy member of the squad on the bench we have had 
of course, Raphael Varane, Lindelof, and uh, Martinez all be center backs. And also, the resurgence of Victor Lindelof only proves that, holy shit, Harry Maguire was bringing this motherfucker down so bad. Um, we have played these people at center back this season. Instead of a healthy Harry Maguire, I actually looked this up and I laughed. We have played Casemiro at center back. We have played Luke Shaw at center back. We have played Aaron Wan-Bissaka at center back. And we have played Scott McTominay at center back. All while Harry Maguire was healthy on the bench. Ten Hag is done with that guy. Like, dude, he has, like, Luke Shaw has turned into Luke Maldini back there during some of his fucking games. Only proving that Harry Maguire is absolutely fucking useless. Um, if Man United got $5 million for Harry Maguire, I'd be happy with it. Like, if some team literally was like, here is $5 million, you just push him out the door and just, like, deactivate his key to the training facility. No. Long-term contract extension. Come on. He's a club legend. Yeah. I know. Isn't he technically in the captaincy, like, uh... Stat like uh like Bruno doesn't play yeah no because no, he was no, captain no 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 let me let me let me be very clear if Harry Maguire and Bruno are on the field at the exact same time Harry Maguire wears the captain's badge which by Wait, the way do, does he does he, he still really he, they are co captains but Harry Maguire <laughs> by seniority gets to wear it over. I am sorry. That's incredible. You want to talk about make-a-wish shit? I usually don't make the make-a-wish joke. That's usually JD's forte. Nah. <laughs> this motherfucker... Harry Maguire steps on the field and people feel bad for him. And they just put the captain's armband on him. They're like, here you go. You're important. I'm important. Like... Oh God! And the Avenger and the Avengers come into yeah, the hospital yeah, room yeah, with a balloon. Yeah, like they walk into the <laughs> locker room and like everyone's like, "Yay! Look, Harry! Look who's here!" Like <laughs> they find like the most irrelevant English pop star on the planet to walk in and just be like, "Hey!" Whoever's Harry. on Love, whoever's on Love Island. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's it, right there. <sighs> and breathe. Manchester United, though, this is an absolutely massive three points, especially with everything else going on around the table, um, especially with Liverpool now having their late-season resurgence. This is an extremely important three points. Aston Villa do drop into seventh. Uh, I do see them surpassing Tottenham, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I think Aston Villa have every opportunity to finish in that sixth spot and get that uh, Europa League conference role, which I actually think would be really, really good for Unai Emery's side. Next game and the final game of Sunday. Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3. Let me paint you a scene, people around the world. You will not believe me when I say we had all of this. We had three early goals by Liverpool. We had Tottenham fans leaving. We had Tottenham create a comeback and actually hit the post a few times, I might add. We had a Richarlson 92nd minute game winner or game tying goal. Shirts off celebration in front of the away fans. He's got to stop doing that. <laughs> Just to have Diego Jota score the game winner literally like 80 seconds later. 
You could have made this 90-plus minutes a movie. Oh, and Jurgen Klopp pulled a hamstring celebrating. I I love it. I yeah, love it. Love I, it. I, the cynic in me is like, ha, look, fuck it, your even coach got hurt. But, like, how many times have we, like, done something that, like, we, like, quickly, like, bursted and our muscles were like, dude, you're not ready for this champ. Well, like, yeah, exactly. It's like Klopp is not mobile, as mobile as he was, um, you know, in years before. If, if, I'll, I'll let JD get into, like, all of the big things going around Liverpool, but if, Liverpool social media team doesn't take full advantage of like having Jurgen Klopp on a medical table, on the bike, getting stretched out. That's failed social media likes right there because <laughs> the internet will like Jurgen Klopp having to go onto a massage bike to like work out his hamstring. Like I, I was almost waiting for him to celebrate, like to like do the whole fake celebration. People have been doing that. Like they fake pull their hamstring and then they celebrate. I was almost waiting for that. But then I was like, Jurgen Klopp is like 60. And I was like, he probably doesn't know what that is. So JD, a lot of controversy in this game and we'll get to it, but Liverpool get a massive three points to leapfrog Tottenham and now have complete possession of that fifth spot. Yeah, so let me let me start with this game by bringing us back to I think it was two seasons ago when Liverpool played Tottenham, and Harry Kane just destroyed Andrew Robertson's ankle in midair, foot raised about two feet off the ground, and flipped him, and it was and he was not sent off for it. Then later in that game, Robertson gets a red card on Kane, and I'm not saying it wasn't deserved, but the referee on that day was one Paul Tierney. Guess who ref this game? Paul Tierney. <sighs> Paul Tierney is, is an illegitimate referee. He should be fired immediately. All referees By, by PGMOL, the, the Professional Referees Association. Yet they won't because he's one of their golden boys. So Gakpo gets taken down in the box. And it's called a penalty. He calls it a penalty. He can't not call it a penalty. If he did not call that a penalty, I honestly think he would be fired mid-game because it was that obvious. I, I think he wanted to not call it, but he looked at it and it's like, I, it was as clear as day. After that, Luis Diaz almost gets his fucking leg broken at full speed by Oliver Skip. Doesn't call a foul. I, I, I just, there's in no way can you look at that clip and not say that that is a reckless endangering the safety of a player. I I just I there is, I I just can't even believe it wasn't given as a foul. Yet let alone a red card. Now, I I'll, I'll say this, Liverpool went off to a flying start scoring 3 in the opening 15 minutes. Great start. They got really lax a days goal for the rest of the game. To be honest, they let, they allowed Tottenham to get back in this. The the Kane goal was just lazy. Um, the Sun goal was coming because, you know, he hit, he hit the post, I think, twice. And the Richarlison goal, foul leading up to that goal, was not a foul on Salah. Salah got fouled. His jersey pulled away into Ben Davies. Another error on the referee's part. And I will say, Jolta should have been sent off. It is a red card challenge. Foot to the face is a red card. I think... Maybe they were thinking he won the ball, but you, I don't think that matters. Jolta sh should have been sent off for his challenge on 
Oliver Skip. That challenge doesn't happen if Oliver Skip was correctly sent off in, like, the 30th minute. So I, I just... Paul Tierney is... Should ne never... One, one, never referee a Liverpool game again. He obviously has something against Liverpool. Klopp said it... Klopp is not one to say something without truly meaning it. And in his post-match comments, he literally said, Paul Tierney does not like this team. And he said something not okay to me when he gave me a yellow card for celebrating. And I just cannot stand, whenever there's some kind of referee controversy, Pogmol, the, the Professional Referees Association, they're always the ones that do their own internal investigation. What the fuck do you think they're going to find out? They're gonna, you think they're just going to throw one of their refs under the... No. They're going to be like, oh, no, uh, we, we reviewed the audio and uh, he didn't say anything. Like, fuck off. It, it, it is bullshit that they are allowed to in do their own internal investigation. It's, it's like the thing with Andrew Robertson a couple weeks ago with the, the elbow from the referee. It's like, why are you doing it internally? Get an outside, unbiased investigation. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. I just fire them all. As you would say, Matt, abolish every referee in the Premier League. I, I'm glad I, I'm glad our, our, our little group is growing. Like we we have we have a nice group of abolish the refs starting to form and it's it's wonderful. I just we, we live in a time where like we don't need the human factor. Like this is the human game. This is humans playing against humans, but we don't need humans judging other humans playing humans. Like we we we've we've officially passed this. I, I think we're at a point where we can really bring in all the, the MLB, the baseball fans, bring them into soccer, because at least we have one thing in common. We don't need umpires or refs. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Like, we're good. Yeah. Like, at, like, but, yeah. I, I But, okay, go. No, I'm just like, I no, because I'm thinking to myself, like, what sport needs the ref? that can't be replaced by, like, technology. Like, we're, like, and I'm not saying wreck. Like, you're not going to go out and get rec soccer, Sunday league soccer. You're going to need a referee for that. You're going to have to because the technology is not there. But at the professional level, even at like the semi, like the second and third divisions of certain countries, like this technology is available. Like I refuse to believe someone hasn't thought of this shit already. Like, come on. Come on. Like we're, we're here. Yeah. But, but yeah. But for Liverpool, this is absolutely massive. This is this is these have to be some of the best feeling three points of the entire year. Uh, someone check on Virgil Van Dyke though, because my my well, it was bad. He did slip. I That's the don't thing. care. It, no, don't I know, care. I know. I'm, I'm saying it was bad. It was for, bad. For it, looked, amount, it, looked, it looked as bad as it was. JD, JD, it just JD. it's not it's not like his ankles got broken. JD, he did slip on the grass. JD, you, you of all people have punished me more times than once for my precious, precious center back Lissandro Martinez being turned once. All season turned once. This is my time of reckoning. Well, actually, he got turned twice on that play, I'm what? pretty sure. Don't, so, don't, technically twice. Don't care. Whatever. Virgil van Dyke was put on damn ice skates. If you told me Virgil van Dyke was suiting up for the New York Rangers tonight, I'd believe you with those skating skills. Like... Well, also, also, Lissandra Martinez, that happened in a 7-0 loss. Yeah. Well, this happened in a 4-3 Liverpool win. Um, so. Also, uh, Diego, uh, not Diego Jota, um, Lucas Mora, play of the season. That was, don't know what we were doing there. Uh, I'll be well, he was playing at, he was playing at wing back, so. I, well, 
Spurs, again, this was the classic, the iconic. If they had to give us movie review of this, the description would only be Spurs will Spurs. It's just... I was so close to texting JD, hey, drawing against Spurs when being up a few goals is only for the best of them. Before I had the even opportunity to grab my phone, <laughs> Joe yeah. scored the game winner, and I was like, "I guess I can't send this anymore." Like, yeah, uh, it, it's it, it's funny. I I like to think that the Liverpool team allowed Richarlison specifically to score because they knew he'd make a whole scene, take off his shirt, swing it around, do the fucking duck walk or whatever, just so that they could go down and score when they wanted to. To, to finish off the game. I, 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 I just... I hate Richarlison with every ounce of my body. But keep doing what you're doing. Because I it, I, I don't... Every single goal you see, This was your first Premier League goal that actually counted. It was the third time that you took your shirt off when you scored. With, Twice it was disallowed. With, and this with, ta- with yeah. Spurs. With Spurs. Like, with Spurs. Yeah, with yeah. Spurs. That's what I'm saying. The, this, this season... Okay, Matt. There's, what... Five, four no, to five games no, left no, for no, everyone. No, 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 no. Well, you know, you, you said it's the, it was his first goal. Yeah, was, sorry, yeah. whispers. Whispers. Yeah. And I I just, it, it, it makes the pain of how Liverpool played that second half a little bit better, knowing that Richarlison had to literally view the, the game-winning goal 50 seconds after taking off his shirt and getting a yellow card. I, it's, it, it just makes it a little bit better. Ever, ever so sweet. Hey, Harry Kane. Just come to United, baby. Just come, come to Daddy. Just, I don't. I don't know the, the those no. those kinds of transfers rarely work no, for no, United no, or the player. Literally, there, there's big money. Like you know, you he should do well. No, no. hear me out. <laughs> the last time Manchester United took a striker from a rival in the Prem. Who is a proven goal scorer around the age of 30? His name is Robin Van Persie. The following season, we won really the title. specific with the around age 30 and from a rival. Yeah, that's that's fine. I, do, I literally don't care. Harry Kane come to Manchester United. Vout Veghurst might win two trophies in six months. And my dude's just running. Like, like Harry Kane would come to Man United and do something. Voot Veghurst has just, like, he showed up and just has not stopped running for fucking six he's won, months. He's won a couple headers here and there. Uh, th- at six foot six, I'd be shocked if he didn't accidentally fucking hit one, JD. Like... No, Matt, Matt, you're you're going to get Romelu Lukaku in the summer and you're going to like it. Again, I just wanted to, I want to put this out into the big, big universe. At the right price, I don't hate <laughs> that move. I don't. I really, really don't. I just don't need him in interviews saying how much he loves Inter Milan. Like, like, <laughs> just, just don't. It's like United wasn't my first choice. Uh, I do, I do love it there over there in Milan. <laughs> well, Milan. Uh, well, you know what? Milan doesn't love you. So shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> final game of the uh, weekend happened today, Monday, as we were recording. This was a massive game. This had to do with two teams fighting out of the relegation spots. Leicester City 2, Everton 2. JD, the best way I can describe this game, this is a game of missed opportunity for both of these sides. 
You had two goals scored from Leicester, two goals scored from Everton, but I'm telling you right now, it could have been more. Leicester missing a penalty right down the middle, saved by Pickford, and then you had... Horrible penalty. Yeah, a horrible penalty. And then Dominic Calvert-Lewin might have had the miss of the season. Like, I, I think JD and I, and again, I'm not speaking for both of us. It's been a minute since I've put on some soccer boots, and I can't speak the same for JD. I don't know when's the last time he laced him up. But I'd like to think JD or I could have probably put that one chance in. Like, it was bad, JD. It was, it was bad. Shadow, shadows of Bruno Fernandez's miss last week. But No, Bruno hit the target. I want to be very clear. Bruno, no, no, he did No, he did not. He, that does not count as a shot on target. Oh, come on. Oh, no. That no, that counts as a shot on target. 100%. And also, also, what are you talking about? Dominic Calvert-Lewin technically hit the target. The goalie saved it. It was just right at him. If you're talking about a shot on target, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's was on target. Bruno's technically was not. It was harder to miss the shot today than it was Bruno <laughs> to miss the shot last week or the cope, week before. Cope more. Uh, I, I, it was bad, but this... I, it was very yeah, bad, but, don't get me wrong. But l- let me be clear, this was a game of missed opportunities for both these sides. Three points might have seen safety for either of them. I actually shit you not. Now Everton at 29 points are still in 19th. Leicester are in 30th, and the only reason why they are in the safety part of the table is because of their goal differential jd this game had a lot of twists a lot of turns and like i said missed opportunities but they start as they they they, they stand as they started no one made movement and they are both currently just creeping in the safety at the moment yeah um so i'm gonna talk about everton for a second i've made jokes about this you know over the years and this is where it's almost not funny it's almost kind of sad that they haven't done this. Everton need a new goalkeeper because Jordan Pickford, if he had normal sized arms, and I'm not even making a joke, if he just had a no- his if his arms were normal adult arm length, he would have saved both goals. He legitimately would have saved both goals. I I I was watching it and I I, I watched them back both goals. If his arms were like six inches longer, which would make them a normal sized arm for his age and his body type he would have saved both goals so this is actually a problem with with everton and their choice in goalkeepers i'm so, i'm sorry i you know lester could have put it away vardy had a one-on-one late on and he could have scored again or not late on i think it was still in the first half but um it, same with everton it, it was a game of missed chances but at the same time I am putting this solely down to Pickford having abnormally length, uh, long, or short arms. Yeah. Um, I This podcast as a whole does not rate Pickford as a good goalkeeper. And to this day, I still don't understand how he's England's number one. Before we move on to the previews, JD, there are some reports out of The Athletic that Sam Allardyce I was is, I was going to bring yeah, this up. I was going to bring it up. I saw it in, in yeah, Discord uh, as we were talking earlier. Sam Allardyce might be back. I wonder how many consecutive seasons we've gotten at least a taste of Big Sam for like even a game or two. Uh, apparently... Well, Le- I, you shouldn't be happy about this because he might keep leads up. I, in my biggest, darkest heart, cannot root against Big Sam. Like he's got a sweet. Wow. He's got a sweet. He's here's the thing. If leads go down, don't feel bad. Let me let me be very clear. Just don't feel bad. But if Big Sam keeps up leads, it's like, oh, 
well, Big Sam's doing the big business again. He'll lose his job like five weeks into next season if he still has it, but Big Sam keeping the big teams up. You'll love to see it. So we'll see what happens there. Let's get JD really quickly into these previews. We only have four. Uh, we have some midweek games today as you are listening. Arsenal Football Club will be hosting Chelsea Football Club. I am going to be quick. It is going to be Arsenal, and it's not going to be pretty. JD? Um, yeah, I Arsenal Arsenal should win, but here's the thing. I I it, Arsenal are on free fall mode in my opinion. They just lost the league. And uh, it's going to take a lot. I, and I know this is Chelsea. I know this is Chelsea. I'm going to pick Arsenal okay, because they should win. Okay. Okay. But they need to be careful. They they shouldn't approach this like, "Oh, it's it's, it's just Chelsea." Because God forbid Chelsea get one goal and pack it down. Because I... <laughs> Let me be very clear. If Chelsea get any... Scenes. If, Scenes. if Chelsea get any points out of this game, Arsenal, I, I hate to do this to you, finishing second means nothing. If, if Chelsea, a team everyone under the sun has gotten a piece of this year, beats you in any way, shape, or form, season's over. Pack it in. No need to play the rest just of the games. Don't even play the rest of the don't games. Don't need to play the rest of the games. Get on those golf courses early and just have have a vacation. The fans are also going with Arsenal. Uh, no surprise. Heavy, heavy to the Arsenal. So we'll see what happens there. JD, I'll have you kick this next one off. Liverpool Football Club are going up against Fulham. What are you thinking? Liverpool need to win to keep their top four hopes alive. I think they, they know that and they're home. I, I think Fulham have had a couple of disappointing results recently. And I know they did score against City, but in I don't think that in no, in any way they looked like they were going to get anything out of that game. I think Liverpool are going to be full throttle and Klopp's going to be very... It, he will have emphasized that even if they get off to a good start, they need to keep it in top gear the entire game, unlike they did against Tottenham. So I, 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 I can only see a Liverpool win because the players know they need it. They need a win. The fans are also going with Liverpool. I am as well going with Liverpool. I mean, obvious reasons. Liverpool are one of the more informed teams right now in the Premier League. And Luis Diaz and Diego Jota being back in the lineup only screams how lethal their offense is. Um, it means nothing, realistically, but we described it in the uh, review Tim Ream out for the rest of the season, and I can't imagine Andres Pereira will be as well playing any more games this season. So realistically, you have two of the better, more influential players on both sides of the field for Fulham being out. This this should be easy for Liverpool. Liverpool should pack it like should pack up the score if they have the opportunity to. Manchester City will be hosting West Ham United. The fans are going to be going with Manchester City, as will I. I think Manchester City are going to own 70% of the ball in this game, and they are going to have a really good time doing it. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne was not fit to play in the last fixture, so I you are going to have a well-rested Kevin De Bruyne in this game, which, yeah, for West Ham, that's Declan Rice and Thomas Socek are going to have to have the games of their career if you're going to try to stop him in the form he's in so jd what are you thinking yeah manchester city they're gonna run riot over west ham no chance for them 
And then the final game of the midweek, it'll be on Thursday. Brighton will be hosting Manchester United. Uh, I am going to be going with Manchester United. Uh, reason being is, overall, I know Brighton, this is a revenge game for them. Man United just recently knocked them out. But overall, Man United are a little healthier right now than they were a week and a half ago. You, you overall have the ability to stretch some of the wealth that you have of players coming back. Granacho should be available for uh, this game as well. So that also gives you a little bit of depth on the bench. I, I just see Manchester United just having a little too much for Brighton in this game. I understand that they're on the road, but I think Man United also are very, very much aware that every point from this point matters. So Brighton, who are trying to get back into the top four race, this is going to be a big game for both teams. So this is going to be blockbuster. This will be the midweek game to watch. So JD, what are you thinking? Yeah, this this will definitely be the most interesting game happening. Um, at least, well, I guess, yeah, it's the only game on Thursday, so it'll be the only game happening. But in the midweek, it's the most interesting game, um, at least table-wise. I I almost want to say draw. I, I would normally probably go Manchester United this deep in the season when they need these points. But at the same time, Brighton coming off a 6-0 win I and at home, I, I, think, I think these points are going to be shared. I, I think Brighton are going to find a way to give Manchester United a really good game, as as we know they can. Um, and I think, yeah, you're right. Manchester United are a little healthier, and they have been able to get the results when they need them. I think Brighton are in the same boat. I, I, I think this will be a very entertaining draw. And the fans are going with Manchester United, but I agree with JD. Um, this this literally like, uh, and I'm not, and I'm actually not trying to like full scale front right now. I'd be okay with a draw against a good Brighton side. I really would. I would take a draw every single every single way, only if it's zero zero, so that David De Gea can get more clean sheets because we're all trying to get David De Gea on a new ten year contract. So that is our episode, boys and girls. Thank you so much for everyone for joining. We did just surpass the hour mark, but not by but not by too much. So we greatly appreciate you sticking around for another review and preview. Um, if you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys on Instagram for everything up to date here from the EPL Boys camp. As well, if you are not already, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast service you are listening to us on it goes a long way for the growth of this podcast and you get updates on when the new episodes drop so for jd my name is matt guys i want you to be safe i want you to be well and we will see you guys next time peace out